this week on the Chairsoft Show, we're back. Looking forward to what will be my first big event since 2019. So after a couple of years away, uh, I'm looking going back to AI 500. And joining me this week will be Jason and Paul uh, to, to talk about the event and the site. So stay tuned and we'll be back with you soon. Cue the music. And you're listening to the Chess After Show. You're, I want to say weekly, but I can't. I can't say weekly at the moment because nothing's really been going on, and I've had a bit of a hiatus. So your Airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites, and personalities in the Airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can contact me facebook.com forward slash the Chess After Show, Instagram at the Chess After Show, or email Andy at the Chess After Show UK. As I said in the introduction this week, it's all about AI five hundred. So I'm joined by Paul Monaf again. Welcome back to the show, Paul. Thank you for having me back. And I'm also joined by Jason Green, who is going to oversee the gameplay and the festivities of the AI 500 weekend. Hello, and thank you. Thanks for coming on. So first things first, Paul, uh, let's let's throw the date out there. So once that people have heard the date, we can mention it again, but we'll try and get them hyped up with something to look forward to and see how many people frantically check their calendars once they hear what's coming. Okay, so it's the first weekend of October. Um, the gates open at three o'clock in the afternoon on the 30th of September. Uh, and then the game kicks off 10 o'clock Sunday morning, uh, breaks at around five, half past five, because we have a strict noise curfew put there in place. Uh, and then we kick off at 10 o'clock on the Sunday and finish at about four o'clock. Brilliant. So standard sort of AI 500 timings then gives you that time to walk around in the evening, have your chill out, have your chat with the players, which the events are renowned for. Let your hair down, go and spend far too much money, as I always end up doing. Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, several retailers and several sponsors to the event already. Uh, but we have a mega raffle um, at around six o'clock. Um, and that is generated from primarily all the stuff that we get sent to review over a calendar year. Yeah. Um, we store it up. Each player automatically gets entered into the raffle uh, and we just call names out and they can win anything from, in this particular case, uh, a mini-me down to a baseball cap and everything in between. Yeah, as you, you're famous for the raffles and the prizes are always very varied, um, always good laugh as well. You're, it's always a fix because it's always one of, one of the team leaders' mates. I remember that from the first few that I came to. It was always one of someone that the team leaders knew and it was always shouts of fix across it. It's not yeah, a fix, guys. Just get that out there. Yeah, we, we tend to... Basically, all the names go into two envelopes separated between... Yeah. Uh, the two teams. We then give the two envelopes to the opposing team commanders. So Mike as the tan commander will get the green envelope mm. and Gary as the green commander will get the tan envelope. Mm. Then they just pull the names out at random um, and call them up. There is no first, second and third place. 
there's just a big table with loads yeah. of products on um, and loads of um, kit for them to choose what they want to win. Yeah, so it's always good. It's always good. So let, let's let's get down to it. Let's talk about the site because I've seen some photos of this and it looks amazing. The minute you told me about this site on the Facebook groups, I was like, I need to go. That's the kind of feedback that we've got from Facebook and our media channels. The unique selling point to the AI 500 should be that we play on, on a Virgin venue or in a Virgin venue. Um, and some of our biggest venues like Cleefort's Pleasure Island, yep. like uh, Blunston, which was a prison, um, and like Collie Western Bomb Store. Um, it generates a huge amount of interest because it's, uh, in some cases, a one-in-a-lifetime one in opportunity to play airsoft there. We work with uh, a number of agents that have a brief from us. Um, when I say agents, I mean uh, commercial real estate agents, um, and they put the feelers out. That's what happened in this case. Uh, the owner came back to me directly and went, I'd love to get involved. So mm. it, it went from there. So the site uh, you've described as, I think it was 47 multi-story buildings that we've got. There's a total of 47 buildings with um, multi-story and multi-access points. Yeah. Um, it was the old immigration referral centre in Dover. Uh, before that, it was a ball store, I believe. Um, and it's on the site of uh, a Napoleonic fort called the Citadel. We don't have access to the Citadel, which are tunnels um, that run underneath the prison uh, because they're of significant historic value and interest. Uh, although we were offered them, we just turned them down because we didn't want to damage anything or mm. or disrupt anything so we're literally playing on the surface in what was a prison yeah so um it's a, it's a, as you said it's an unplayed site it's a virgin site yep <clears throat> so what can people expect from the weekend then so we'll we'll go over to you jason so you're you're working behind the scenes on the story for the weekend and how people can make the most of this venue. Um, we were having a little chat just before Paul joined the call about how your aim is to make sure that everyone's got something to do throughout the weekend. Yeah. So let's let's just go into a little bit of what people can expect from the gameplay. Right. Well, the actual gameplay itself is we've we've designed it so we can keep every player busy and we've provided something for everybody. It'll, it appeals to every style of play, every level of experience of play. Um, the actual game itself, we've we've structured it so that players can be more involved with their team commanders rather than wait to be guided towards missions like 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 normally happens on these kind of weekends. So we're giving the opportunity for the whole team to have an input into how they approach the game, how they tackle particular missions. So there, there's not, there's never going to be a point where there's nothing for anybody to do. 
it's going to be 100% constant fighting all weekend. And it's, it's that that makes the weekend what it is. As long as if people are busy, they're happy. And at the end of the day, that's all we want to see is people going back to the safe zone, a massive smile on the face, and I think that that is what we've managed to produce for this weekend. Yeah. The, the main the main thing is as well is going away and making sure that they come back. So I'm sure that's a big focus for you guys. Uh, you've got the unique venue. You're looking at the gameplay to try and get everyone involved to try and keep these people coming back at the end of the day, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. And, and it's it, it's that that reinforces what the AI 500 is. Because if when play when players are happy, they're eager to book onto the next one, yeah, and they, you know they, they look forward to what the next thing's going to be. So by approaching it in a in a completely different way, in a way that we've never attempted with the AI five hundred, I think that opens the door for more opportunities, and we can put more responsibility on players and the commanders. Um, and they, they can get so much more out of the weekend just be, by becoming involved and and figuring out how to solve a problem. Mm. Um, so I think it, it's that that's going to make this weekend. It's very much sort of like, you know, what they put in from speaking to you earlier. Yeah. It's the, the more that a person puts in, then the, the more the more they enjoy the weekend, the more they get out of it. You go away yeah. with a sense of achievement. You've not just gone there to, to take part in, in one big game and just 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 to, to shield people effectively, but the, you, you, get the, you, you get the feeling that you've actually achieved something. You've contributed to the game more than what you normally would rather than just go out there and, and, and follow other people around to shoot people. So by... By approaching it the way we we have, it yeah. in, it enforces that that community spirit, if you like, that gaming spirit, and it's it, it's that that it's that that makes the the weekend what it is. So yeah. by by doing it this, we we we're reinforcing what it is that we we want to do and what we want to achieve for for all our softers. Yeah, and the, the beauty of this as well, the thing I like about AI five hundred is that you allow. It's just basically the, the sort of colours thing. You don't have the strict sort of camera rules that you see at some of these other weekender events. I'm, I'm just saying weekender events because they vary, you know. But you do see somewhere it will be like your event with smaller numbers but with stricter camo, but it won't be a mill sim or a battle sim or anything like that. Um, so the, th- the thing I like is you literally just go, right, these colours are what you've got and um, you can make it up as you go. You can turn up in your team colours if you want to, or you can just, if, if you're lone wolfing it, like I will be when I turn up, um, I'll just turn up with whatever. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's, we, we, we like to keep our, our players happy and we know that players like a certain look, they like to, to dress in a certain way. And if we can, if we can provide that, then, then we will do. There may be the odd case where we, where we might have to say armband people if the colours conflict a little bit too much. But generally, you know, I mean, we're, we're there for the players. We'll provide what we can for the players and we'll, we'll meet the, the requirements of the players. You know, that's that's what we've always done. Yeah. So we'll go back to you for a minute, Paul. Um, you mentioned, obviously, you've got 
some sponsors already involved in some companies. Uh, are you allowed to name drop some of them as yet, just to try and get the hype up around these companies as well, just to sort of throw your thanks out to them for getting involved? Obviously, coming out of a pandemic as well at the moment, it's not been easy for anyone. So I'm sure everyone will be grateful for these guys' support. Absolutely. Um, I can't talk about uh, sponsors to the event because there are several um, that we're discussing or this, sorry, discussing options with. Yep. Um, we've got an exclusive airsoft retailer to the event. Okay. And we have a number of other uh, retailers coming, coming along which aren't airsoft retailers, but they will be retailing products that are relevant for the weekend. Yeah. So we've got uh, a company that are coming along purely selling MREs, for instance. Um, we've got another company that's coming along selling uh, tactical gear and camping equipment. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, a reusable pyro manufacturer coming directly to the event. Um, there won't be many more retailers than that, yeah. but there will be several key sponsors. Now, in the past, Viper um, have always sponsored the AI500, uh, and I don't expect that will change this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and they donate a lot of equipment. The players will get a branded product in the goodie bag, and we're talking to other manufacturers I know who they are. We've just got signed contracts, so so you don't um, want to sort of give the game away just yet. Yeah, and, and just in case one of them can't make it, and the yeah. player expects X to be there. Um, I did want to touch on something that you mentioned to Jason about the camouflage as well, if I may. Yes. The two teams are primarily green and tan. Yep. Um, so the tan uh, team will wear anything clothing-wise predominantly tan. Um, and the green team will wear anything predominantly green, but they also have black yeah. and civilian clothing on that side as well. The tan colours aren't differentiated by the tactical gear you wear. It's yeah. the clothing you wear. So, for instance, somebody may turn up with tan camouflage, a black body, black body armour and a black helmet. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. And conversely, with the greens, they might turn up with a tan helmet and tan body armor, wearing green, green clothing. Again, that's absolutely yeah. fine. I'm glad you mentioned that actually, because I've I've just I'm just thinking back to one of the previous events I've attended where that caused a little bit of confusion. So it's good to have that clarified here and now, so everyone understands. Um, but yeah, it's um, like you said, yeah, it is the, the color of the clothing. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, half the time I'll run around with the combination of anything and everything, you know, I've had a multicam uh, Tropic with black plate carriers before. Um, you've obviously had like the multicam or the V-cam with black elements to it as well. So it is good to allow that bit of flexibility with it as well. So you're not literally tied down to, like say a player's got multicam clothing. As you see... <clears throat> Quite regularly, you've got guys who are just starting out. They'll have like clothing of one color, but then say, just a plain black chest rig, for example. And it's good that they can still be included and not have to go out and fork out on all new kit just for one event as well. 
absolutely um you know we're acutely aware that it's not just the price tag to the event you know yeah. these guys are taking time off work they're they're you know petrol's going in their car foods are going in 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 their boots mm. um the vast majority will stay off site in a hotel so that all starts to add up um and we don't want to add to that pile by going i'm sorry you can't wear that that black chest rig with your tan gear you've got to go out and buy a new chest rig because then that starts um pricing people out of the weekend yeah. so you know we're quite aware of that and we will work with them that'd be cool that'd be cool uh, back to well, this is sort of aimed at both of you, actually. Obviously, you've started releasing some of the rules um, just for people who may be considering coming to this event. What sort of major differences can they expect from, say, their normal site rule-wise? Because I did notice a couple, but I just thought I'd throw the question out to you guys. So, as Do you want me to answer that first, Joe, and then you can jump in? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can do, yeah. Okay, so the AI-500 is a story-driven, mission-based weekend. It's not a Milsim by any stretch of the imagination, but it has Milsim, Battlesim overtones. So we regulate the amount of ammo you can carry whilst you're in-game. Um, and I need to clarify that point. What I mean by in-game is that you start off from your respawn, you have two lives. Uh, you get hit once, you call for a medic, you will then attach an armband, which we supply to your arm, to show that you've been hit once. You get hit the second time, you go back to respawn. Now, during that period of play, for instance, if you're carrying uh, a rifle um, you or a submachine gun, you have the ability to use 600 rounds. You can carry that whatever way you wish. You can have low caps, mid caps, high caps, or a combination of all three. And then once you go back to respawn, you can rearm and go out with another 600 rounds. Um, we have, sadly, for this event, had to um, ban sniper rifles because of um, the environment and uh, it's more health and safety because we can't guarantee minimum engagement ranges. Mm. Um, we've allowed DMRs, uh, but only outside of the properties. You cannot fire into the properties or you cannot use them within the properties. Um, each of those have their own, uh, oh, sorry, the DMRs will have their own minimum engagement ranges and they'll also have their ammo counts as well. Uh, pistols, we have, and shotguns, we have no cap on the amount of magazines you can take out. Can't be bags of ammunition or BBs. They have to be physically held within the magazines on your person or in your, your gun or to whatever choice you decide. But it's also a strict semi-auto rule only. So you cannot fire anything on full auto. There is exceptions to that rule. There are some shotguns that will fire 
uh, three round bursts, for instance. So we're allowing those to be used, but that's really the only exception to the rule. But just for clarification, by three round burst, you're talking about the try shots where it's three shots per trigger pull as opposed to a three round da da da. That's like absolutely. Yeah, yeah the, the, the try shot uh, shotgun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that, was, that was just for clarification and in case anyone thought, aha, I found a loophole here. No. <laughs> yeah, people, they, I mean, the event is quite some time off now. It's not until October. Yeah. So we're just teasing the, the hidden team pages and the people that have registered with um, what they can expect. And that will continue onwards uh, as we get closer to the event. We'll start hyping up um, some of the missions. Um, we're bringing in a bit of theatrics to this one. Uh, one of Jason's daughters is a, a theatrical makeup artist. Um, and we're bringing her in to add some quite beaten up subjects within the game, um, which gives that adds a whole new level of immersion for the players. Cool. Is there anything you want to add there, Jason? Uh, yeah, the, the only thing that I'd, I'd add to, to what Paula said is um, when it comes to particular rifles and the way that they shoot, we're, we're, we're allowing support gunners. We don't want support gunners to be left out. Uh, and obviously, they're the only ones that will be able to use uh, full automatic burst. But what we've done is we've given them their own fixed positions. So there are going to be certain points that they can play at and mm. enable that, that full automatic. And that's, well, that's going to be the only place that they, that, they can, that they can be used. By doing that, what that achieves is another level of gameplay because they're going to be important positions for both teams. So that in itself creates its own little battle, its own little firefight over these points, and it keeps those support gunners busy as well. So we're not, we haven't ruled out them. We've included them in a particular fashion so they can be maximised the best way by their, by their particular teams. So they, they also play an important part. So they've not been ruled out, just mm -hmm. to make sure, you know, just to clarify for people that will be listening, but uh, they will be the only rifle that is allowed mm -hmm. at full automatic. Yeah. Uh, one one thing I did notice, I had a quick flick through the rules document that you uploaded in one of the groups the other night. The one thing I did notice that may be worth making people aware of was I, I noticed something about no smokes on site. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's two distinct reasons for that. The first, it's as close to Dover um, as we can physically get. There is a road between um, the venue and basically Dover pole. So red smoke is banned anyway, because mm. that is a distress signal for uh, the mar maritime um, world. And also the owner doesn't want any of the properties scorched by using hot burning pyrotechnics. Um, and as we all know, smoke does do that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of rooms that are carpeted. Um, and that was one of the uh, things that the owner asked us not to have there. Yep. Uh, other pyrotechnics, what will be allowed? Um, flashbangs or their equivalents up to Mark Fives. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the thermobarics, the flashbangs, uh, BB grenades. 
Um, we have in the past banned reusable pyro um, because a number of players just didn't listen to uh, the strict rules of use. But on this one, we're allowing it again uh, to come back in. But I think we've lost Paul. Yeah, he's looking that way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Uh I don't know if you can possibly finish off with his train of thought there, Jason. Uh, yeah, um, the, we're, like like Paul says, we're allowing the reusable grenades back again. Um, yeah. But obviously, we have to implement certain rules for them. Like Paul said, we've had irresponsible players in the past that mm. have, have have thrown them in the wrong fashion, which just cause it it produces too many health and safety issues. So we are going to allow them, but because they're, obviously the buildings are multi-storey, um, we're going to be extremely strict on how they yeah. are used. Um, by that, what I'd mean is they'd be more or less thrown at floor level, yeah. um, just to keep everything, just to keep everything safe. So, but yeah, like like Paul says, we are going to allow them back. It's just a matter of you know being being careful with them. And putting more, more, more faith and more trust in the in players using them. Yeah, definitely. That's the thing. At the end of that, is the one player that ruins it for the many, just by being an idiot with these things. You've got to have the respect for the kit and the respect for your fellow players. At the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. And that that's that's our main. That's that's one of our our main responsibilities here. Just keeping everybody safe, but making sure they can still enjoy themselves. Yeah. So, but yeah. The, the reusable pyro, like Paul said, we, we are allowing back again, but you know there will be, there will be watched to, to to just to make sure that every everybody is playing safe and it keeps yeah. other players safe. So so yeah, that's the route that we're going to take. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you guys would like to add about the event? There's a couple of things that, that I'd like to add, um, as with all of these unique venues, and we saw this um, at Cleefort's Pleasure Island, we will have a strict um, entrance policy to the event, and we will have very specific noise curfews because we're entering, we're, we're entering even what is essentially a residential area. Uh, and a number of the residents, uh, and rightly so, have raised some concerns on noise pollution, traffic pollution, um, and just pollution in general from a large event. Um, and we have given them our reassurances that there will be strict noise curfews in place, there will be strict car curfews in place, basically, so we leave a minimal footprint behind us uh, and during the event so the residents feel happy enough for us to go back to the event. Good, yeah. That, that's the thing at the end of the day is keeping the locals happy as well so we can use these sites again and again and again. Absolutely. You know, we've signed um, essentially a five-year contract with the owners. Um, so we're running this event in October. Our second event at that site will be in May or April of next year. Uh, and then we take a view going forward um, to whether it becomes the permanent home of the AI 500, um, which the owner is, is actually more than happy 
um, to let us do. And, and I'll let you into a, a, a funny situation with him. He actually turned around to us and said, and these were his exact words, if you think you're going to allow, if I'm going to allow Airsoft on my site without me taking part, you've got something else <laughs> uh, in mind. So um, the owner we've written in as the head of uh, one of the teams, um, and he has a very, very distinct role to play within that team uh, and several missions that um, he will get involved in uh, and hopefully enjoy as well. Cool. Sounds great. And it's, it's nice to see that owners for, of these places are wanting to actively get involved with the events and learn more about Airsoft because the more we can spread the word about what Airsoft is to people as well, the better it is for us at the end of the day. Absolutely. And he's um, he's a really, really nice guy. Um, you know, we did the, the initial contract deal on a handshake mm. um but ever since that handshake has happened <laughs> he keeps on texting me going i think i want this gun no i might need that gun how many magazines do i need what camouflage are you giving me paul um will i look fat in this camouflage and it's just been a brilliant journey with him yeah. um he keeps on you know time and time again he said to us can't we bring it forward um, and unfortunately, we can't because of the, the, the pandemic that we live in. Yeah. Um, picking the dates in October wasn't just a random decision. We looked at it and, and took some advice as well and thought that we're going to be far enough away from the government's road to normal, normality, if yeah. I can use those terms. And hopefully by then we will be back to pretty much normal, but still living with the pandemic. So, you know, we don't want to be in the position where we go, let's run it in August, but actually have to refund everybody because the road to to normality hasn't achieved what the government's setting out. Yeah. That's the thing at the moment. We're very much on the deadline of this June, the whatever it was, I think it was the 21st date that everyone's so focused towards, but they don't understand that that could still move back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, if we need to implement flow testing or whatever testing and have social distancing, um, again, taking advice from from several quarters, this site is so big that we can socially distance 400 players quite easily if we have to. The safe zone is in the open we can socially distance quite easily 400 players. The safe zone will take up to eight, 900 players socially distanced. But we put those dates in because, of course, we don't want to do that. But we're acutely aware that we have a duty of care on all of our players, and I'm not going to put any of the AR500 players in Mm -hmm. harm's way by them contracting COVID. Yeah, exactly. You're doing things a lot more sensibly than, let's say, some sites recently that have ignored what the government have been telling them. But that's a conversation for another day entirely. I, I just think, you know, and I, I'm not going to pass judgment, mm. but there's so much disinformation out there. And there's so many companies, not just in the airsoft, that are on the verge of bankruptcy. 
of course they want yeah. to get money and of course they want to survive and it's it's been tough for everybody yeah um but those dates that we've put in we believe um that we should be fine but if we're not then the way that the booking cells hope open is that everybody pays the deposit through paypal that revenue is left within paypal until the event just in case there are any problems yeah. and if there are any problems we we will refund a hundred percent of yeah. what's held in paper it's good it's good well i'm definitely looking forward to this event uh I'm very excited I'm going to be there. Uh, thank you very much for your kind invite on that, Paul. No, you're, you're more than welcome. As I said before, I, I had no idea that you'd been before. So, um, you know, come as our guest. Thank you very much. It is much appreciated. Now, the question is, do I bring camouflage of each kind so I can play on both teams over the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Jason answer that one. <laughs> I can pretend to know nothing. I just go where I'm pointed. Mm. You can you can come prepared. We'll have we'll have a discussion prepared. nearer the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a discussion off air. One, <laughs> one other thing that I wanted to add, um, uh, and I'll see if Jason agrees to this, is maybe we should give them an idea of what the weekend is all about and part of the storyline. So people can get to to listen to um, what we've got in place. You don't you don't need to necessarily give too much away here. You can just sort of give them a taster. It's probably the best thing. We don't we don't want to give too much away before the event, do we? <laughs> no. Well, all I'd say on that one, without giving too much away, is is that that you've got you're going to have two teams that are hell-bent on winning this weekend. It is not going to be easy. It, they are in for a, a proper good fight, I will say that. But they will not be alone. They, they, there is more than one, one, one thing to be looking out for and be wary of. Let's just, let's, let's just say that. You are, never, you are never going to be safe. If we put it like that, it should keep players on their toes all weekend. Let's just let's just put it like that. Cool. <laughs> That's all I can say to that. It's, it's going to be exciting, definitely. Um, I just know I need to prepare for absolutely any eventuality for this weekend. <laughs> yep, totally, totally. It's doing it this way. It um, we can we can guarantee that everybody is always busy and always involved in an in a particular aspect of the game good good that's what i'm liking about this so much and like seeing the enthusiasm from you guys here especially after a year away i'm sure that hasn't been easy it's probably what a year 18 months since the well probably even coming up to two years since the last event by the time this one goes out isn't it paul uh yeah the last one we ran was in ancaster um yeah, it must be over two years now. So I bet, I bet there's a bit of hype for this one going around with you guys as well at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. We're being 
bombarded I have to actually turn my phone off now because I get so many texts and messages and PMs and people wanting to book up now and take my money and I've got a team of 50 guys I need, I need guaranteed spaces and things like that but you know um, COVID permitting or pandem pandemic permitting we've got guys showing an interest coming from the continent as well as we have in the past so it's mm. it's mainly Belgium uh, Holland, um, Switzerland this time as well. There's a, a team in mm. Switzerland that wants to come over. So, um, you know, everybody is welcome. It's good. Looking forward to it, definitely. I think I think we'll call it a day there. I think we've gone through the event, the site, what people can expect. I'm going to, I'm going to, grab a couple of pictures when this goes live as well, just to give people a taste so they can sort of see what to expect. So I'm going to just grab a couple of photos off of the uh, page, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned before, there's hidden team pages. So drop me a PM on um, Facebook and I'll give you the link to the team you decide to go on. Brilliant. Right, well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, normally I ask people where they can find you, but they can find you through all the AI pages, the AI 500 pages as they need to, as they see fit. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, make sure to check those out guys. Uh, Jason, Paul, thank you very much for your time. That's it for us this week. Uh, take care of each other. Take your hits. Don't be a dick. And we'll see you guys next time on the chess after show. Bye for now. <laughs>